How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I can't believe what? that Tom Zanderville had Raquel... Oh. Over when Ariana's away. I know. In the ju- jacuzzi as I know. well. What? And I know, she stayed I know. all night. Yeah? I know. Are you lying that? Are you spreading rumors? Marky, come uh, on. How does he know? I told him earlier. Well, what do you know? <laughs> Tom Sunsaval. Tom Sunsaval had Raquel in the jacuzzi. Hello, <laughs> everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. That is a clip from this week's episode of Vanderpump Rules. And I am overwhelmed because not only did we have a stellar week of Vanderpump Rules, Bravo also released a trailer for the final episode of the season of Vanderpump Rules, although it's not going to air for a couple weeks. But somebody had leaked a version of the trailer for the last episode online. And so Bravo had to get ahead of it and they released the actual trailer for the finale episode of the season of Vanderpump Rules. And it's thrilling. Kristen Doty shows up in slides and leggings. Uh, we're going to have to talk about that. We also have Frank Sr. showing up to a sit-down restaurant in a leather vest. A leather vest! I'm sorry, you guys. That restaurant it had a bread basket. It had a bread basket. This is not a Boston market. This is a place, a sit-down restaurant where they had people serving drinks, and they had white linen napkins. It's not Panera Bread. So what are we doing, uh, Frank Sr.? Why are you showing up in a leather vest? And then he took it off, just revealed a tank top. And I thought, Frank Sr., you need to put on a shirt. This is unacceptable. Uh, This is unacceptable. It's almost as bad as Shula Schwartz showing up to his one-year anniversary slash divorce Mexican dinner uh, with Katie Maloney in flip-flops. You just need to, everyone needs to get with it. I don't know what you got to do if you got to, call up someone or get on Queer Eye or something, Frank Sr., but we need these men. Quite frankly, Queer Eye needs to step out of the box of Netflix and start uh, doing some crossovers with Bravo because these men need some Queer Eyes on them because they're all just showing up willy-nilly, all these different places, inappropriate outfits, and I'm sick of it. So we have just so much to discuss, so much, and I'm not, I will never be over. I will never be over. Ken, we can have Bernie's Todd showing up on screen looking livelier than ever. Although it did seem like he had peanut butter in his mouth, and he kept calling him Tom Zinsville. <laughs> Tom Zandeville. <laughs> Tom Zinsville. It reminded me, I might have told this story on the show, but my friend Michelle and I in college, we used to be obsessed with the Paula Abdul music video for Rush Rush. This is a deep cut. So if you know that song, Rush Rush, it's a ballad. And in the music video, Keanu Reeves plays like her love interests. And let's just say, it's like not the best acting. And in the middle of the music video, which I love when they do this in music videos, when they do like a talky acting part in the middle of a music video, and they let the artist 
act. And so Paula Abdul was like looking for her Emmy or Oscar, which she should have by now, by the way. Uh, if there was any justice in this world, there would be justice for Paula Abdul, and she'd have some sort of Emmy for Hey Paula, as well as some acting noms for this Rush Rush music video. But anyway, her and Keanu Reeves are acting in it. And my friend Michelle and I always used to laugh because it seemed like Paula had peanut butter in her mouth when she was acting in that music video. And by the way, I love Paula. Love her. But she's acting alongside a young Keanu Reeves, one of the studliest people ever. We love Keanu Reeves here. And Keanu's acting has really uh, evolved over the years. But in the Rush Rush music video, I, I don't know that that was his best acting, let's say. I mean, he's truly come a long way since then. And so the scene between Paula and Keanu, I put it on the soundboard. So let's just listen to it and then we'll talk about it for a second. Have you ever been in love? If I was, I didn't know it. And you? No. Isn't that terrible? No. It just reminds you that we're all alone, that's all. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> Isn't that terrible? I just love Paula's acting. Isn't that terrible? Isn't that terrible? Tom Zandeville. Tom Zandeville. Isn't that terrible? Tom Zandeville. And I don't believe that Tom or Todd even knows Tom's real name. I mean, I think he thinks it's Tom Zinzival. At this point, I don't know that Todd, Ken Todd, really understands what his name is. And I don't think Ken knows any of their names. I, I think Lisa Vanderpump had to tell him she had to uh, shoot him up with a steroid or something before they filmed that scene. She's like, you got to just ask about Tom Sandoval and Raquel. And he's like, who the fuck's Tom Sandoval? And she's like, just whatever. Come on, a scene. we don't have much time. You know, the, Katie was over making sandwiches. And so they had to prop Ken up, and they needed him in the scene to get the information out. And so he just uh, strolls on into frame, and he's like, oh, that's some sons of all. And he don't know who these fucking people are. And nor should he. I mean, that man, let him rest. There's no reason that he needs to be getting in the mix. But I love him just popping in front of the red light, and he's got more energy than I've seen in a, quite some time. And so he's living for the scandal of it all, and I am too. Uh, okay, so we talk about this finale trailer? This Vanderpump Rules season finale. So I know we're jumping around, but so is Bravo. So is Bravo because they released this trailer. So I pulled a little clip so we can discuss it because I have at least 57 minutes of thoughts. So let's listen. On the season finale of Vanderpump Rules. I was going to break up with Ariana regardless. But you didn't. You f***ed your boss friend instead. I sacrificed everything. Now my world just got turned upside down. I felt something I hadn't felt in a very long time. Jesus Christ, man. Me and Raquel became like really good friends. I don't give a f*** about Raquel! Your friendship is f***ing bullshit! No, it's not! Yes, it is! You know everything! Ugh, I hate that Tom Zinzival. I'm so mad at him. I mean, I thought after the Scandal information dropped... We were all so upset with Tom Zinzival. And then I thought over time, maybe some of that anger and some of that hatred of this this man would diminish a little bit. Did anyone else feel that way? Though? As the weeks goes on, maybe we'd see other sides of him. Or we may, I, I don't know. Bravo likes to take us on this emotional roller coaster. So for some reason, maybe my naive, dumb brain, I thought for sure by the end of the season, Tom Zinzival maybe wouldn't be as much of a villain. But it turns out I hate him more now than ever before. And seeing the trailer and him sitting down with Ariana and say, then saying, oh, I was going to break up with him. And luckily, Shishi uh, let him know that you didn't break up with her. You instead made out with her best friend or hooked up with her best friend. I mean, it's just disgusting. I'm so mad at those those two, meaning Zinzival and Rachel. I can't believe Zinzival and Rachel are just... I mean, that man, I'm so sick of looking at that nail polish on him. And I like anyone wearing nail polish, but for some reason, him 
looking at him with them white grippers. I'm just not interested. I hate that man. Hate that man. Sorry. Okay. I'm getting, see, I'm getting worked up. But at the end of that trailer, Kristen Doty, they play the Jaws music and Kristen Doty's like walking up to the house. And I don't know what the logistics were of Kristen Doty filming. Very excited to see the scene. Apparently she's filming with Ariana. It seems there's only a quick glimpse, but they show just her speaking of, speaking of feet. They show her who's walking in a frame and she's wearing Nike slides, Nike slides. And you know how I feel about people not wearing closed toed shoes, but however, Kristen Doty, I think can, Walk on in a frame and anything she wants, because I'm just excited to hear what she has to say about the scandal of it all. And I actually believe that Kristen is one step ahead of all of us, because I think collectively Bravo fans wanted her to show up in front of the red light wearing the green revenge dress that she wore back in, I don't know, season three, four, whatever season that was, where she goes over to Tom Zinzaval's house, and she shows up in that gorgeous green dress, and it was the revenge dress when she's picking up the mail and the DVR and all that stuff. And so I think a lot of us, myself included, were hoping that she'd show up on screen in that. And instead, she decided to put on the Nike slides and the leggings. And that's why she's a step ahead. She's playing, what is that saying? She's playing chess while we're all playing checkers. Because she knew that what we want is the green revenge dress. She's not going to give it to us because she's going to give us the leggings and the Nike slides. And so I don't know. I I feel like that's uh, it's a step ahead because it's so unexpected that I like it even more, despite the fact that I don't like when people are not wearing closed-toed shoes. Mostly the men. I feel like the men need to be wearing closed-toed shoes, not the women. They can wear whatever the fuck they want. Anyway, I'm excited. I'm excited that it looks like the most thrilling finale in Vanderpump Rules history, I'd say. And we've been through some doozies. Remember, there's been fights. There's been sweaters in Vegas. And there's been all sorts of great finales on this show. And yet, this one, ah, it looks so good. It looks so good. So let's go back. Let's go back to this week's episode. And then after we do all the Vanderpump stuff, we'll talk about Jersey. There's a hot mic moment on Jersey. Excited about that. But this week's episode of Vanderpump Rules, it opens with the Toms, Rachel, and Ariana heading to camping. Or glamping, I should say. Which glamping, I believe, was made popular in the zeitgeist by Bravo. Didn't the Orange County housewives go one time? For some reason, I remember Jesus Jugs going glamping or, or planning a glamping trip over on Orange County. And I believe that to be the first American sighting of glamping. Now, I don't know that for sure. Maybe some historians out there could let me know. But I think that the first instance of televised glamping was on the Real Houses of Orange County. So we're going to need to get some... If I had a producer, I would say, producer, get on that. Let's figure it out. Unfortunately, I'm a one-man band here. So uh, they do go glamping for Rachel's birthday. I can't believe... I can't believe this. And every time Zanzival's looking at her, he's doing that fucking shit-eating grin. I get so mad at him. Tom Zanzival. Zanzival's just looking at him, looking at her, and he's just got that weird, creepy grin. I'm not interested in camping, though. This one looked like a nice... They had like a, a gay cowboys running it, Nate and Ricky, the gay ranch owners, and they did have some food set up, but I'm too I'm too into my routine for camping or glamping. I don't even like going to a hotel, because here's the thing. I have a very specific morning routine. I have a very specific amount of coffee that I allot myself every morning. Gotta have my Activia. Gotta have my yogurt. Gotta have the yogurt. And you know, when you're camping, you can't bring your yogurt, because there's no a refrigerated place. So you can't just bring, it'll get hot the next morning. So you then, the next morning you wake up at glamping and you're not going to have access to your yogurts. And if there's one thing I've learned from Activia Curtis, it's at hotties take their probiotics. Hotties take their probiotics. Never forget, you got to have your probiotic in the morning. Otherwise, it throws your gut health all off balance. 
So although this podcast is not sponsored by any probiotic companies, and I guess you can get your probiotics in other ways, right? They make pills or something? Do they make vitamins that I'm sure they do? I sound stupid right now, but I know they have different versions of probiotics, but I like my yogurt in the morning. And so hotties take the probiotics. And if I'm camping, I'm not going to get access to my probiotics. And not only that, but then also my pillows. I'm very specific with my pillows. I like to be surrounded by pillows. I don't care if I got the hottest man in my bed, whether it be my significant other, Matthew, or some other hot man. Chris Hemsworth could be in my bed. And let me tell you something. I'm still going to need to sleep surrounded by my pillows. I need my body pillow. For a long time, I had a pregnancy pillow. And spoiler alert, I wasn't pregnant. But I did buy one of those. And then ultimately, Matt made me get rid of it because it was taking up too much of the bed. But I do like to be fully surrounded. And when you're camping, you can't have that. I have TMJ. I got to have specific. I got to have my mouth guard. It's just too much specifics for me to be just glamping willy-nilly. So they are doing it. By the way, did anyone catch the transitional music this week on Vanderpump Rules? There was this one song as they were going glamping, and the song was like, money, money, that's my middle name. Keep it sunny, that's the game, or something like that. <laughs> it was so stupid, and I thought, what are we singing about money for as they're at a campsite? They weren't even at somewhere Ritz or somewhere expensive. It wasn't the Four Seasons. They were at a ranch with these guys who made homemade ranch. That was like the big selling point of this ranch, glamping. And it looked like a nice place if you're going to go camping. Because they did, again, have homemade ranch. I'm not a big ranch person, though. I know that's controversial. Uh, Anyway, the other thing that I want to point out is Sandoval is wearing a yellow robe Smith shirt. Now, Bravo historians remember that Ariana's, uh, a couple seasons ago, she got really drunk. I don't remember where they were. I think they were on a Mexico vacation. And she was just wasted, and she was talking about uh, Yellow Robe Smith. And everyone's like, what the fuck is Yellow Robe Smith? So that's Ariana's catchphrase. And now here comes Zinzaval. Tom Zandaval. Wearing the Yellow Robe Smith t-shirt while he's having sex with Rachel, who's there for her birthday party. Isn't that terrible? Isn't that terrible? It is terrible. I mean, I was so fucking pissed at Zinzaval to be wearing her catchphrase on a t-shirt while they're there celebrating Rachel's birthday, who he's having an affair with. Oh, and then the other person I'm pissed off at was Sheila Schwartz. I'm disgusted with that man, too. Shall we talk about him for 45 minutes? Because I I can't believe that he showed up at the camping trip. And he's making these jokes about, like, making out with Rachel and stuff. And the idea that watching this episode and last week's episode, knowing that Schwartz knows that Zinzaval and Rachel are hooking up, and that he's just making these jokes and not saying nothing. I mean, honestly, I hate to say it, but electric chair. I hate to be the one to say it. I don't want to have to be the one to say it, but electric chair. Uh, take from that what you will. And meanwhile, Brock's just sitting there in that cowboy hat, which just looked odd to me. I don't know. Did anyone else feel that Brock looked odd wearing a cowboy hat? I'm not sure why. It's just something about Brock doesn't read cowboy hat to me. And I love a man in a cowboy hat. I'm a country music fan myself. And so I see a man in a cowboy hat and I am ready to drop trow. And yet... I saw Brock, and something about didn't sit right with me. Wasn't ready to get on my knees this time. For once, watching Brock on screen, I wasn't ready. And yet here he was in the cowboy hat. It looked odd to me. It just looked a little off. 
it felt like anyone see these videos that are going around online where it's like AI produced videos or AI movie trailers or AI scenes where somehow these AI, I don't even know exactly how the AI works, but somehow like these videos are coming about that are AI and they're all a little off. Like if you look at the people in the AI videos, they got like four extra fingers or something. And so you're like, what the fuck is that? And so that's exactly, I felt like we were looking at AI Brock and we talked about AI Sheena on this podcast weeks and weeks ago. And now I'm thinking maybe Brock and Sheena are both AI. Is anyone else feeling like that? I'm not saying it, but I am implying the fact that perhaps Sheena and Brock are AI. And we are just seeing AI versions of these people. Maybe they actually did get rid of Sheena last season and they just replaced her with AI. And so that's why the writers are striking right now. And so we support that WGA support. Okay. So what else is happening? Uh, they are, they are petting critters. They're petting some critters at this campsite. I was actually really sort of dying to feed a pig. Does I just want to feed some sort of animal? I once saw this video online where they were feeding a hippopotamus a, a pumpkin, I believe. Or a melon. I think it was a watermelon, actually. And the hippos were just fucking loving the watermelon. And I watched this video, and I must have watched this one day for upwards of 40 minutes, because they just, you take a whole ass watermelon, and you give it right to the hippo. Which I don't know that I'd want to get too close to a hippo. I'd at least need a fence or something, because those hippos are wild animals. And they can knock you right out. They can split you right in half. And so I'm not sure you should get too close, but... It would just look so fun and so peaceful and serene to just be feeding a hippo a watermelon. And so now I'm watching them feed the pigs, the pumpkins, and like, I just want to give a big round piece of food to a big animal. Safely, of course. Safely. But otherwise, you know, I don't really feel, uh, I don't really feel that we should be fucking around with wild animals too much. Of course, we want to feed them. But these wild animals in the glamping, I don't know. I don't know. What was this? What was this Nate and Ricky story? I mean, who were these two? I'd like to get to know them because, I mean, they just run this glamping site. I mean, how did we even find them? How did producers find Nate and Ricky? Did Nate and Ricky reach out to production? I'm not sure. Need to figure it out. Meanwhile, back in West Hollywood, Lala's new office, she's getting all her stuff ready. She's with James. I didn't really understand. I guess this is... I, I, she, I, the business is successful. Give them Lala. She's been giving people Lala for years now, so I understand it's successful but it did seem like, why do we need that office space? Because doesn't she have the big house? I guess it's separate. So office space in Los Angeles is expensive. So good for her if she's able to uh, give them Lala and pay rent over at the office space. But I love a James and Lala scene. Lala brings up Rachel and Zinzaval. And uh, she says, Katie was at Villa Rosa working on her sandwiches, which that's a funny sentence. (laughs) She says, Katie was at Villa Rosa working on her sandwiches when Ken showed up and dropped the bomb. And that's, of course, when Ken says the thing about Tom Zinzival. Tom Zinzival. Tom Zinzival. And they tried to cover it up. So Zinzival and Rachel tried to cover it up. So did Tom Schwartz. Uh, first, Rachel said that she was in the jacuzzi with both Toms. Then she says she stayed there, but then Toms said that they she didn't stay there. Then they said they had a slumber party without her. And Rachel said in that one flashback scene at Sir, she said, well, it just seemed like easier to stay there. Now, I could be wrong about where Rachel lives, but I believe that Rachel lives in the valley near these people. So 
why would it have been? You could have just gotten an Uber or something. I mean, it's really easy to get a rideshare car here in Los Angeles, whether you're in the Valley or not, Rachel. So there's no excuse for you to have to just sit at the house and have the affair. You could have taken a cab home. Something. I mean, she's just, they're all fucking liars. I'm so mad at these Zanzivals. Tom Zanzival. Just terrible. And they're all fucking lying. And then Zanzival just keeps saying, oh, she dipped out. She dipped out. And he keeps calling LVP dude. And at one point, LVP said, no, I'm not dude. He's like, dude, man, dude, dude, dude. What are you doing, man? Dude, dude, dude. And LVP's like, your wife's away. And this is a beautiful single gal, Rachel. And Zinzaval's just, oh, come on, dude. Oh, man, dude. Oh, man. Oh, oh man, dude. Oh, man. Ugh. Stupid white painted grippers. I'm so mad at that man. So mad at that man. And James also reveals that he went to a weed lounge with Zinzaval. And uh, he asks about Rachel staying over. And then Zinzaval says that she went to the guest room. And he can't even keep his lies straight. She's like, oh, 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 oh dude, oh, she went to the guest room. Oh. Oh, asshole. I'm so mad at him. And uh, by the way, we didn't even get to the worst part of this all. So they were all at this Labor Day party. Lala was there. Shishi was there. I'm assuming AI Brock was there. Sheena's got some vlog footage of it that they played on air. You know, I told you Sheena's vlog. That vlog has gotten all the footage. And I'm sure if they combed through some of Shishi's phone footage, they'd find even more smoking guns. But they were at this Labor Day party, and Ariana found out that the grandma died, and Zinzaval didn't even leave the fucking party. Didn't even leave the fucking party for two hours. And then he lied. He said, I guess there was this guy, Jason, who was going to leave the party or left the party after he found out that Ariana's grandma died. And Tom Zinzaval decided to stay. Just disgusting. I told, I watched this episode with Matt, and I was like, Matt, if I ever found out that somebody passed away and you didn't leave a fucking party to come be near me, I don't care if I do want to be alone. That was his excuse later in the episode. It was like, oh, I figured you'd want to be alone, dude. Oh, man, dude, I thought you'd want to be alone. Like, no, actually, if even if I do want to be alone, I still want you just somewhere near. Just I could, go in the bathroom while I'm in the other room or something. Go to the kitchen. Go do something else, but be near me just to know that you're near me. Do you get what I mean? Because I get that wanting to be alone. Sometimes I want to be alone. If I'm dealing with my grief, I want to cry in the shower like any other red-blooded American, in the peace of a shower. But I still want to know that somebody's there thinking of me and nearby in case I do need to emotionally erupt onto somebody else. And so the fact that he's just sitting partying at a Labor Day party. Ugh. Lala finally says in this scene, she says, I think Zinzaval's got a thing for Raquel. And she said the last time this happened was when Kristen was talking about Ariana. And then they do these flashbacks. They do the Golden Nugget flashback. And Lala's ready to pop off. She's ready to pop off. And we know that Lala's always ready to pop off. And that's the other thing I can't wait for this finale, is I feel like we're finally going to get some emotional release by seeing people like Shishi and Lala giving them Lala. And that's what we're going to need for the emotional release. Because even just that little trailer of seeing... Ariana lose it on Tom Zinzival. I felt such a sense of, I like sighed for the first time when she's like swearing at him and she's letting out her rage. And because uh, we all got some rage, we all got some rage. And so we need to see that rage come out because otherwise it sits inside of us and it festers, festers. Anyway, then we have the glamping. Rachel's, she's celebrating her 27th birthday. Is that what it is? Meanwhile, Zinzival's 40. And it's just like these two. And then, oh, the other thing in that trailer for the family episode is we see Zinzval and Raquel hugging each other and saying uh, some lovey-dovey moment. 
Ugh, I was so disgusted. Isn't that terrible? It is terrible. Isn't that terrible? It's terrible. <laughs> uh, what else is going on? Uh, they Raquel also makes a toast. I know I'm jumping around between calling her Raquel, Rachel, whatever the fuck her name is. She cheers to all her people. She says, I want to cheers to being around good friends and good vibes. I want to cheers about being around good friends and good vibes. She says they're her core group of friends. I was like, you don't do that to your core group of friends, you disgusting. Sally Field. Oh, I'm mad. I'm mad. And I'm glad. I want her to get better because this is not a normal way to be as a human being, to be sleeping with your friends. It's like to be in a glamping situation for your birthday. And not only that, but then there was one moment where Zinzaval presents her with some very expensive gift. I think they were vintage Versace sunglasses. And he presents him in front of Ariana. Like, this is all sick. The fact that she didn't just break down and cry in that moment by out of guilt is something's going on. And so I want her to get better because that's not a normal reaction. Somebody giving you this expensive gift to not feel intense guilt. And if she did, maybe she did and she was just hiding it. But it's crazy. It's crazy. And when they confront Zinzaval about the whole thing about Rachel sleeping at his house. He said, oh, well, the optics were bad. Uh, that's why we didn't want to admit to it. And Sheila Schwartz, meanwhile, just sitting there like a big old dummy. I mean, I'm sorry to call him a dummy, but like he's just sitting there like a dummy, not saying nothing. He should have guilt, too. I mean, Ariana was in his wedding on his side of the aisle. Like, what the fuck? It's just crazy. That's crazy. Then we have this Give Them Lala photo shoot with Christina Kelly and Katie Maloney. They got cozy robes. And, oh, uh, Christina Kelly asked, what did the Don think of, uh, and Satchel think about the other night? And, uh, to, again, I say, mic up Satchel. Mic him up, because I need to know what's going on in Satchel's brain. I mean, the fact that he's not on this week in a confessional, I'm disgusted, bravo. Uh, then Lala says, um, you know, you can't have friends sleeping over who drink. Lala says in regards to Rachel and Zinzaval that when you have a friend and you drink, you end up sitting on their face. And she knows. So she says that outright in her confessional. She says, you just can't do it. And she's finally speaking some sense into the camera lens because she says, look, you add alcohol to the mix and you're drinking and one of them's single and they're good looking people, then you end up sitting on their face and so she's she put that on a t-shirt. And so she's getting ready for this, uh, these doing these photo shoots with all her products. And I think Lala needs to give us a shirt that says, you end up sitting on their face. That's what we need. Christina Kelly, meanwhile, speaking of products, she's doing a product launch. And uh, so she's getting, I bet that was part of her contract. I bet, I can't believe she's having the, one of the uh, final events of the season is Christina Kelly's skincare brand product launch. Shocking. Shocking. Meanwhile, over at Glamping, she, she's taking vlog footage of the yurts, and then she sits down with Ariana to talk. Now, inside of the yurt, Ariana says her and Tom don't have an open relationship, and she's upset that Katie potentially could be talking about the old uh, open relationship when it's not true. And she sticks up for Rachel, Ariana does. She says, uh, Rachel's always kind and sweet and a delight since they met. Which just, doesn't that make you just even more mad at Rachel? The fact that Ariana's in these scenes defending Rachel. Oh, I mean, I'm just so mad. I'm so mad at those two. 
should we take our break before we get into uh, the food situation at the gay ranch? And uh, we'll take a break. Find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok. Pre-order my book. It's called The Jolliest Bunch. I want to thank ACAST and we'll be right back. Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic. Shopify, S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash everything iconic. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. And we all carry around different stressors, both big and small. Sometimes the small stressors are the worst for me because I cannot stop thinking about them when I'm trying to sleep or when I'm trying to go about my day. I keep those little things bottled up and it can start to affect me negatively. Now, therapy is a safe space to get those things off of my chest and figure out how to work through all that stuff. And if you've never benefited from therapy, I think it's time you explore. I think anyone can be helped by going to a professional therapist. It's so incredibly helpful to get those coping skills skills and uh, deal with those stressors. So uh, if you're thinking of starting therapy, you can give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be super convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you got to do is fill out this quick, brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is so important. uh, So that way you find someone that you work well with. Now, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash everything iconic today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash everything iconic. And we're back. So the gay ranchers have lots of food set up for dinner. And when the gang sits down to eat, Rachel says to Tom Zinzival that he's got some glitter on his face. That's right. He's got glitter on his face. Zinzival does. Now, I took it to mean that she put the glitter on there. He got it when he was making out with her or something. And maybe I'm reading into that too much, but that's the way I took it. I don't know, something weird and sketchy about it. And then meanwhile, speaking of sketchy, Shula Schwartz is sitting there and he says to the table, he says, uh, Rachel likes men who are taken. And he knows that Rachel and Zinzibal have hooked up and he's saying this to a table full of Ariana, Tom's significant other. He's saying it to Rachel, to Zinzibal, to Shishi and A.I. Brock. They're all sitting around the dinner table eating the homemade ranch from the gay ranchers. And he says it to the table. Now, that's sick to me. Tom Schwartz, Shula Schwartz saying that to the whole group. And then Zinzval gives this whole speech about how proud he is of Rachel. And I think she had said something about her friendships. And it's just sick. It's sick. Also, I wrote in my notes that she's turning 28, so not 27. But he's still 40. And uh, Schwartz says uh, that... 
Rachel, uh, they're all invited to Christina Kelly's product launch party. And Shula Schwartz asks Rachel if she wants to be the date to the party. Ugh, you guys, it's just crazy. And then they go to a fire. And then uh, Rachel's saying, now that I'm 28, I'm going to get my shit together. Now that I'm 28, I'm going to get my shit together. And I was like, you need to work even harder to get your shit together. It seems like 28 came and went and you didn't get your shit together because this was filmed months ago. And it seems to me as of the past few months, you have not had your shit together, Rach. So you need to figure it out. You need to figure it out like Nickelodeon back in the early 2000s, late 90s, early 2000s. Figure it out. You remember that show? And she says, it was a big dream of mine to be Miss California and I'd be a good role model. I was always a consistent good girl. And now that I've aged out of pageants, I don't have to worry about being a good girl. Look, on some level, if I didn't know about her in Zinsval, I think I would feel differently about her. I think I would feel bad for her because she's crying in the confessional. She's saying how buttoned up she's had to be because of the pageants. And now she's saying she aged out of pageants. She's going to be a mess. And I normally support people in their 20s being a big mess. But not when it comes to this. I mean, Ariana even hugged her and was like giving her props. Oh, and then that's when Zinzaval gives her those vintage Versace sunglasses. I mean, so disgusting. So disgusting. And then they all went in them tents with the lights and started doing Molly. Allegedly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know that they did Molly, but did anyone else feel like they were probably on Molly or something of the like? I don't, I hate to make, I mean, I don't want to be on here uh, certainly and make any sort of drug accusations because it's inappropriate. But it felt, at least I would say vibe wise, it felt like, at least as the audience member, it felt like I was on Molly watching that, all them lights and the yurts. I don't know how they got the lighting in them yurts, but anyway, they woke up the next morning. And God bless, they were going back to town for Christina Kelly's product launch. Oh, Terry's in town, Katie Maloney's mom. You know I love me some Terry. Uh, Shout out to Terry, no one better. And I'm so excited for her to be here because Terry knows where all the bodies are buried. And so I think she's not only going to let Shula Schwartz have it soon, I think she's going to be the one to step up and give Rachel the business. And Katie Maloney said that on Watch What Happens Live when I was on with her. She says Terry gives her the business. So Katie Maloney's mom, and we also got to see Lala's mom. They gave us Lala's mom. And did we ever meet her before? I'm sure we must have met her at some point, right? Lala's mom? Lisa? Lisa Lala? I love it. Love it. Meanwhile, James and Allie, they are hanging out with Mr. Banks. And Allie says to James, you embarrassed yourself. She was embarrassed by the beach event. So I love this Allie. Loving her. Uh, Then, let's see, Christina Kelly's Tom Tom event for her brand HeartSpring. I wonder if HeartSpring's good. Probably not. Katie gives Schwartz the cold shoulder, shoulder, and then she just wants him to apologize. And he just wants to give her weird nicknames. I mean, I've heard Bubba before, but in this episode, and I didn't write it down, but I think he called her some other obscure like uh, nickname. And I'm like, we need to figure out her name. You were married to her. And and he's always like, add another syllables to the word Bubba. So he's like, Bubbalicious or Bubbalai or whatever. And I just need him to stop. I need him to stop. Him and Zinzaval need to stop. Tom Zandaval. Zinzaval. <laughs> oh, Ken Todd just showing up and saying, Tom Zinzaval. Tom Zinzaval. And then, okay, Sandoval. <laughs> I can't even say the word Sandoval anymore. Now all I hear in my head is Zinzaval. Anyway, Zanzival, Ariane, and Raquel arrive together to the event. Lala says that Rachel's a very stupid demon. And I love that. I because lo- I love all I love all these demons, but especially I think Zinzaval and Rachel are demons. And so I appreciated Lala calling it out. 
they are demons. And then Katie and Ariana talk. Ariana says that she loves Rachel and trusts her and Tom. Was everyone else shouting at the screen? I mean, I just feel so bad that here she is on camera sticking up for this woman and this uh, significant other that she had, that man. And then they're just doing the biggest betrayal behind her back. And Katie is the one to call out and says Raquel is shitty. And Ariana says uh, she's not in an open relationship. And Katie and Ariana do make up. They hug. I love them both. I'm happy that they made up because I don't want to see them fighting. These are businesswomen. And I don't want to see this business have any drama. Okay, you hear me? Something about her is not going to have drama. It's not going to be a place of drama. That's a place of cozy. So we're going to all get our sandwiches. And the two of them are not going to be feuding because I can't watch it. I can't watch it. I want these two. I want the business to succeed. I want to get my cozy sandwich. And I want to sit in there and pretend uh, I'm in a Nora Ephron film. I want to feel like I'm in a Nancy Myers movie. And I want to be reading a book, eating a sandwich. So they look cute, too. Did anyone see the sandwiches all wrapped up? And they got a little, like, cute little brown paper bag around them. I mean, I was looking at I think it was in the preview for next week. We saw the little sandwiches. And I, for one, cannot wait. Cannot wait. Okay, then we see James and Rachel. They decide to talk, which producers made them do, obviously. Rachel says that she was hurt by James when he said he regretted Rachella. I was like, it's so gross. Of course he regrets it. And James didn't even want to be in the scene. He was just like totally looking elsewhere, looking at his phone. James says that Raquel has grown into a new woman. I'm just mad. I hope she grows and learns and becomes a better human. Because right now, this version is not great. So then we see Lala and Ariana talking, and they're getting their goodie bags. And Ariana says, like, I'm at a low point. She's being honest and open and vulnerable in her confessions about how she lost her dog. She lost her grandmother. She's starting a business. And the fact that Zinsval is doing this all behind her back, can't even come home from the Labor Day party when he's hanging out at the Labor Day event with AI Brock and Shishi, and he can't even leave to go comfort his significant other of nine years. And Lala brings it up. She's like, Tom, you were right next to me, and you didn't even try to go home. And Ariana brings Zinzaval over and is like, what's going on? You told me you couldn't get a ride. And then Tom says, Jason was dipping out. Zinzaval loves to use that term, dipping out. He was dipping out, man. Oh, yeah, man, dude. Oh, yeah, man, dude. Oh, he's dipping out, dipping out. Dude, 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 dipping out. Oh, so gross. And then he says, oh, I figured you'd want to be alone. I was like, F, F off. So mad. So mad. Tom said he was taking a shit, though. That was, <laughs> that was Zinzaval's big excuse. was like, oh, I was taking a shit. And when Jason was leaving, which, like, how gross. Because... Ariana is there dealing with the loss of her loved one. And then her significant other is like, oh, sorry, I missed my ride home because I was taking a poop. Like, I'm sorry, come up with anything else, you dummy. He's saying you couldn't get a ride home because of poop. And again, I say there are ride shares everywhere. You could have hopped an Uber, a Lyft, uh, called a taxi, yellow taxi cab. I mean... uh... Come on, anything, anything. You mean to tell me no one else in that party? I bet you if he told Lala, hey, Ariana's grandma just died and I need to ride home and I can't get a ride share. Lala, sober, she would have been able to drive him home. So like, what's the truth? Come on, somebody would have taken you home, but you didn't want to come home because you want to be hooking up with Rachel. It's disgusting. And then Tom, uh, to say he was taking a poop. Yeah, taking a poop. Taking a shit on our screens. Anyway, next week on the show, we get the sandwich shop. Uh, Tom Zinzaval is proposing a vacation to Ariana. I mean, what's that about? And then we get, oh, ah, oh, you guys, I'm so excited about next week because guess who makes its first appearance in quite some time? First appearance in quite some time. And I'm talking, of course, about the Sir Alley. 
That's right. The Sir Dump is back. Oh, I got, not joking you, I was watching the preview for next week, and they show Shula Schwartz and Maloney talking by the Sir Dump, and the little hairs on the back of my arm just stood right up. I mean, I'm talking, they were 90 degree angle on my arm. My arm and the hairs, 90 degrees, is that the right term? They were completely vertical. I mean, I was at full mast. I mean, I honestly... Full mass when I saw that Sir Dump. Nothing better than that Sir Dump. And it's like, not only, I think, we're in sort of the time of this show that we're at a peak with this show, we're we're climaxing with this show. After so many years of just such a a bad show, we've had probably two seasons of, two terrible seasons of Vanderpump Rules, and now it's better than ever. And they're bringing the Sir Dump back, and it just feels like, we're at this place. And that's why I get so nervous about Summer House, by the way, because I do believe that Summer House is for sure in its flop era. And I don't know what they need to do, how to fix it. But I would actually recommend that they just completely recast those people. But then I look at Vanderpump Rules and I'm like, maybe it's dangerous to recast the people over on Summer House because maybe we could get this kind of thing. However, Summer House has never delivered quite to the highs of Vanderpump Rules. So Summer House doesn't have like their version of the Sir Dump, right? Like the best episodes of Summer House have been good, but I don't think the best episodes of Summer House have been anywhere near the best episodes of Vanderpump Rules. So I don't know. I, I worry about us getting rid of Summer House because I think they could deliver us something. And that's one of the benefits about sticking with these shows for a long period of time. However, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's just wishful thinking and maybe they need to figure it out over there on Summer House. I don't know. But they figured it out over here on uh, Vanderpump Rules. Now, The Real House of New Jersey, shall we talk about Jersey? Let's um, let's take another quick break. I do have a quick little interview with my niece, uh, thanks to the KFC people. We love KFC. So we're going to take an extended break here, and then we'll be back, and we will talk Real Houses of New Jersey. This special Everything Iconic segment is presented by KFC and Acast Creative. KFC has never had chicken nuggets on their menu before, and these chicken nuggets are truly perfect. Each one is absolutely packed with the original recipe we all know and love. So basically what I'm saying is KFC took all the magic that is a bucket of chicken and packed it into one equally amazing chicken nugget. So to celebrate, I thought it'd be cool to introduce you to a nugget in my life, the very iconic Sophia Pellegrino. We got to chat over the internet while enjoying our nuggets. And boy, do I enjoy these nuggets. I think they're the perfect amount of crisp for a nugget. I like to dip them in sauce, but my niece was enjoying them plain. I think you could enjoy them anyway. They're just so, so good, truly. And getting to talk to my niece was so fun because you might remember a couple weeks back, I got to chat with my nephew Brady over the internet while enjoying some chicken nuggets. And it was so uh, funny because they're so cute and they were so excited to do this. Although they do get a little shy when they know it's being recorded, but they were so excited to, to be on the show and be interviewed and enjoy the chicken nuggets. So it was so fun. So let's bring out Soph, who is going to catch me up on her week right now. Soph, how are you doing? Good. You got to tell everyone how old you are. I am six and three quarters. Six and three quarters. And so when will you be seven? And May 6th. For your next birthday, what do you think you're going to do? Do you know what kind of birthday party you want? I'm going to go rock climbing. <gasps> rock climbing. That'll be cool. Because for everyone listening, you're really good at rock climbing and doing uh, cartwheels. Remember that time when you did over 100 cartwheels for me? Yeah. In grandma and grandpa's basement. I've never seen anyone do that many cartwheels in my whole life. So it was amazing. And were you tired you. after doing so many of them? 
Yeah. What's your favorite uh, move to do when you're doing gymnastics? Do you like cartwheels or do you like somersaults uh, or something else? The splits. The splits? You can do the splits? Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh my gosh. What have you been up to this weekend? Did you do anything fun? Um, We went shopping. Did you get anything cool? I got summer dresses. Yeah. And you're going to go on vacation soon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Where are you going to go? Texas. And who are you going to see when you're in Texas? Our grandma and grandpa. Hey, so last time I talked to you, I remember you were telling me how much you like math. Is math still your favorite subject or do you have another one? Um, Art. Art? What kind of stuff do you like to do in art? I like to draw and paint. What kind of stuff do you draw? I draw um, flowers. Hey, remember you drew me that picture of Santa Claus and that's going to yeah. be in my, that's going to be in my next book. So it's going to be published in a book. I'm so excited to show you. Are you excited for summertime? Yeah. Yeah. What are you looking forward to about summertime? Playing at the beach. Playing at the beach and swimming. You like to swim, right? Yeah. Well, Soph, I want to thank you so much for taking time to talk to me. I love you so much and I miss you. And Brady tells me you're going to come visit in November for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see you, but hopefully I'll see you before then. Okay. Okay. And next time I do see you, will you do over a hundred cartwheels for me again? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love you so much, Soph, and I miss you. Okay. Love you. you. Thank you for listening to this segment brought to you in partnership with KFC and Acast Creative. If you're looking to bring a little flavor to bonding time with the kiddos in your life, run, don't walk to the nearest KFC and try the new Kentucky Fried Chicken Nuggets with 100% white meat perfectly hand-breaded in KFC's original recipe, prices, and participation. I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily, I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now, Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y dot com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. May vary. Well, let's get into The Real House of New Jersey. Shut the f*** up! Get out of my face! Okay, The Real House of New Jersey, we open with Paul. Dolores' Paul confirming that the gals did jump in shit when they were in Ireland. So, you know, they went into that big uh, mud pit. Well, it turns out Paul confirmed our suspicions that it was shit. He says it was shit. And Dolores is like, no, it was mud. They told us it was no shit. And he's like, no, it was shit. And so, look, that was smoking gun. Paul's on camera. On candid camera saying that they jumped into shit. Meanwhile, Danielle's at home with her grandma. Or, or not her grandma, her mother, whose name is Angel. And Angel seemed more at my speed. She sort of felt like a Midwest realtor, and I mean that in the best of ways, because she showed up on camera, and was she wearing like a blazer or something, and she had the shortcut? I don't know. I just wanted her to sell me a house in Cuyahoga County. Like, that's how I felt when I saw Angel. She just felt... And also, I kind of felt like she's more the speed of of the housewives in general. Sometimes I think housewives lately is going a little too young, skewing a little too young. And Angel, I thought, like, that's the right age I want my housewife. Because the other thing I I want with housewives is I always want them to be older than I am. I don't care if I'm turning 70 years old. I'm going to want my housewives to be 90 then. Do you get what I mean? Because I don't want to be watching my shows and feel old myself. I want to look forward to my life, and I want to see people that are older than myself. And so I almost think we need to replace Danielle with with, uh, Angel. I keep wanting to call her Grandma Angel. I guess she's Danielle's kid's grandma, so we can call her Grandma Angel. But I'd like Grandma Angel to get an opening credit shot where she's putting the hands on the hips and give her a tagline. She's more my speed, and I don't think Danielle's offering anything. She keeps talking about how she's got to say something to Melissa, Missy G. She's got to talk to her about that thing. And it's so stupid because it was like she found out this information. It's just stupid. That whole storyline is so stupid. And Danielle is still not doing it. It's like, do it at the bridal shower. Do it somewhere because you keep talking about it. You keep talking about the brother, but then we're not seeing the brother. And everything in the whole fight with Rachel Fuda Fuda, I feel like we just keep talking about that and how one of them was called a rat or Rachel the rat. She called her a rat. I mean, it's like we keep talking about it, but there's no confrontation about it. And so it's like, Danielle, we need you to engage. I mean, step it up, Danielle. And by the way, producers need to just tell Danielle, step it up because she's got the it factor. She's just not giving us it. She did get Teresa Cockring, though, for her bridal shower. And so I appreciated that. I also like their parenting techniques because Danielle and the husband, they were letting the kids eat candy. And then they said to the kids, if you act up or you give us some trouble, we're going to eat the candy in front of you. And that's smart parenting. That's smart parenting. But uh, what's not smart parenting is Danielle, Grandma Angel, Danielle's mother, saying that they said that they're besties. And I always find that to be a problem because mother and kid should not be besties. You should really love each other, but there should be a line between parents and child, right? So I never trust people. Life is not the Gilmore Girls. We do not need to be besties with their kids. You need to have a different kind of relationship. So whenever I see people, there's a red flag that goes off in my head. So Grandma Angel, Danielle, 
I got some red flags here because you are not the Gilmore Girls. So you do not need to be best friends. Okay. Now, Danielle says she ignored everyone on the uh, flight home from Ireland. Whatever. And then they bring up the Rachel the Rat and Margaret's friend again. And I can't hear not one more thing about Margaret's friend. Can't do it. Then we see the Fudas talking about their kids. And she wants to officially adopt her husband's child. And that was a beautiful moment. I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. And the, the son's mom is not in the picture. And I hope they get to work it out. It was nice. I did go get a snack during this scene. So I, uh, though I say it's nice, I was also very bored, bored enough to go to the kitchen. So look, I support it. And I'm interested in seeing what the result is, but I don't know that I need to see the long scenes about it. But again, beautiful. And I'm uh, praying for the family. However, I did go get a snack. By the way, I am doing a snack taste test on my Instagram. I'm going to do the Pop-Tarts. So I haven't had a Pop-Tart in about 10 years. And I keep thinking about a Pop-Tart. And so I got all these Pop-Tarts. I'm going to do a full taste test. I don't know why. I just decided I have to do it. And so I got like a bunch of Pop-Tarts. I looked up online what the best Pop-Tart flavors are, went to the store, got all the... the I always thought the classic was the, the strawberry one, Frosted. But apparently other people say the s'mores one is, or chocolate chip or whatever. So we're going to see. We're going to figure it out. So speaking of snacks. Then we see Jennifer, Aiden, and Bill. They're planning Teresa's bachelorette party. Her and Bill are having trouble. He works a lot for the kids. She wants to see the therapist. He don't want to see it. He's living in the pool house or something. I was still in the kitchen during the scene. Then we see, uh, let's see, Teresa goes with the daughters to Coco Chateau, which is the bridal shop. Joji Jiche calls, and uh, they have a little moment. Joji Jiche says, I'm glad you's a happy and you's a doing happy because that's all that matters. You's, you's need to be happy. <laughs> I love when I hear the use. That makes me feel at home. As an Italian-American myself, when I hear use, Y-O-U-S, people saying use, that's when I feel most at peace on watching The Real House of New Jersey because I know that saying. I'm glad you's a happy and you's a doing happy because that's all that matters. A lot of dats. I need you's to be happy. Meanwhile, he's FaceTiming. And so I was happy that he called in and we got a little... I'm also happy that we got to know Lexi and Lexi's mom a little bit more because I don't know about you all, but I've always been against Lexi on the screen. I thought she seems like a flop because they kept bringing her around and then nothing happens from it. But then this scene, I was all of a sudden, I was like, oh, I kind of like Lexi now. Does anyone else feel that way? I, I, She's living at the guest house with the kid. And then also Joe Benino is sort of like a father figure to the kid. And then the mom's in town, Lexi's mom. I don't know. Margaret likes a chaotic household, and I totally get that. As I grew up with three boys in that, I had two older brothers. And so we always had some friends around, or there was always stuff going on in the house. And I had friends too, we had even more siblings than that. Like I remember going to a friend's house, and they had like five kids or six kids, and it was always chaos. And I think you get used to that or something. And I don't know. I find that appealing too. Uh, Margaret says that Lexi's her soulmate. I love that. And Margaret says, when I love you, I adopt you in my life. Now, this whole scene made me like them all more. Not only that, but they were also eating, I believe, feta french fries, french fries with feta on. There used to be this restaurant here called Malibu Fish Grill. Then they changed it to some other company. And they still kept a lot of the same foods on the menu, but they used to have feta french fries. And they were my favorite. It was like the best feta cheese. And I go to every restaurant, I think about these feta french fries, and I always look on the menu especially a Greek restaurant when you get feta french fries. I mean, I love a french fry. 
and with a good feta cheese and some seasoning on. And there's like a, there's, I think a place called Daphne's that does them here, but they're not the same. They're not the same as the old Malibu fish grill feta French fries. Oh, I dream about those. Isn't it sick? Isn't it sick that you get so attached to some of these foods or these restaurants and then they take them from us? They just take away our feta French fries and you try to get that high back. You go to these restaurants or the place that buy these restaurants and you try to go in there and you try to get the same thing and it doesn't taste the same. And it's like my taste buds are addicted to these and now you took them from me. I mean, it's disgusting. Support your local restaurants, independent restaurants. You got to support them. Got to support them because they've been through hard times during COVID. Tip well and support them because next thing you know, you're trying to get the high of eating the feta french fries from Malibu Fish Grill and you can't get them. So go out there and support. Uh, Melissa and Joe, they get Antonia a new car. She's got straight A's. I'm proud of her. She's going to go to college. She's almost, she is 17, almost 17. They give her the car. Melissa, there was a funny moment where Missy G says, I drove a Toyota. <laughs> I drove a Toyota when I was your age. And then Donna, the mom, Missy G's mom says, I drove an old Chevy. And it was just, oh, it made me laugh. By the way, I'm still driving my pickup truck from college. I was just telling a friend, my friend Tina was in town with her husband, Chris, and we grew up together. And uh, we got together, and I was so embarrassed because we got together for lunch, and my friend Tina, they parked behind me. They had a rental car because they were just in town visiting. They parked behind me. And as we finish up lunch, we're going to the cars. And Tina's like, wait, you still drive that car? And you guys, I'm older than uh, it may seem. I'm no longer in my 20s. And so I've had that pickup truck forever like literally since college like she, her and i went to college together we went to grade school together and so she remembers when i got that pickup truck and i'm still driving the same thing so it may I'm, it's my goal to get a new car but i'm still driving that first car that i had and that's I, it's crazy to me i need to figure it out i need to do it but i'm not a car person the idea of getting a new car but if it, it tells you how old it is first of all it's got a disc changer in it that car the truck that i drive and I used to drive, remember on the visor, you would have those CD cases, right? That you put on the dry, uh, on the visor and you'd have all your CD mixes in there. Like that's literally, I had that in this truck that I'm still driving to this day. That's how old the fucking truck is. And I know no one can ever believe that I drive a pickup truck, but I do. I do an old ass pickup truck, but I'm just not someone who wants to like, I don't want to have to go shop for a car. It seems exhausting. And one time Matt and I went and I was going to get a new one and then I drove it to like test drive it and it was too big and I got stressed out. I was like, I can't do it. Cause even though mine's big, I am so used to it. So I don't know. I got to figure it out, but good for Antonia, I guess, whatever. And then Melissa says, after Teresa's wedding, I'm done. I'm done. And I wonder, I don't know. We just, I keep wondering what we're going to do next season. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Frank and Dolores, they go to dinner and Dolores says to Frank, what are you, one of the village people? Like what's going on? She's even doing the YMCA dance because Frank shows up in a leather jacket, takes it off to show off the tank top. And again, this is a sit down restaurant, sir. They have a bread basket. They serve pasta. This is not a Buffalo Wild Wings. What are you doing, Frank? And then he's crying about wanting to have a dinner, family dinner without the significant others. And you lost that right when you cheated on Dolo when she was nine months pregnant with Frank Jr. You don't get to decide. And he's like, I need you. And he's like, I need you when I call you. I need you to answer. And uh, he's so mad because uh, he always called her after his mother died. And I thought, you don't need Dolores. You need a therapist, Frank Sr. So that's what you need to call up next. Because this is, uh, God bless, but... 
come on, this is crazy. And I was so proud of Dolores for setting boundaries. Then we see the bridal shower. Jennifer threw it for the show. They're serving a, a tray teeny. Tray, am I saying that right? Tray teeny, like martini, but tray. And then, oh, the smoking gun scene where Teresa's driving. Which, by the way, it also shocked me when she was driving. I don't know, something about the way she was holding her hands in that driving scene also felt AI to me. So maybe Bravo's already on this AI train because everything looks off. It looked off. It looked like what they call Uncanny Valley when she was driving. I don't know. I don't know how I pictured Teresa driving, but she was so like, it, her hands were just like on the wheel so, so perfectly. I, and I just imagine her driving like kind of lean back. I don't know why. I just didn't picture her driving like that. Have we ever seen Teresa drive? Was that why it was weird to my eyes? Something about it felt off. Cause, and I, maybe I haven't seen Teresa drive in all these years. And so I was like, what's she doing? Anyway, Louis calls. They're doing like this dinner. And he says, I'm going to invite Jackie. I'm going to invite Margaret and their plus ones. But I'm not going to invite Joe and Melissa. And then Teresa, she puts him off speaker. And she says, you know we're on camera filming, right? You guys, what was that about? And he goes, oh, shit, okay. Uh-oh. I don't I don't even know what this means, but I know it meant big consequences. That's all I do know. Because it was all weird. And then Teresa was like looking sort of directly into camera like Jim from the office and she's like, you know, we gotta invite everyone. You gotta invite everyone. And Teresa has this way of talking. Even when she showed up at the party, I've been really focused on her the way she speaks. And she always, if you notice, highlights one word in a sentence. So, for instance, when she showed up the bridal shower, she's like, it's so nice to have this room full of women. And so it's like women is the word. Almost it's like she's the one word she's hearing for the very first time as she's saying it in a sentence. So she's like, this table is so pretty. It's so nice to have this room full of women. I'm going to find Louie and next week we're getting married. It's always just one word, like week or women or table. And I love it. I love it. I love it. And I love the daughters too. And we're seeing a lot of the daughters and we saw them in the scene. They weren't even phased by that hot mic moment, which was like a little odd to me, a little off, but they are interesting to me. Danielle uh, is meanwhile, doesn't want to talk about the whole thing with Missy G, but she does talk shit about Rachel in the confessional. And I don't know. Jen Fesler was being horny about the food. That was really good. <laughs> I love that. Oh, and then they do this henna thing with pros- first prosperity for all the single girls. Teresa's trainer's there. She apologizes to Melissa because Teresa gives this whole speech thanking everyone. She's like, I want to thank my sister-in-law. And so she gives this whole speech, but she doesn't thank Missy G, which I don't really know why she would thank Missy G. She's not in the wedding. She hates her. So I don't I didn't actually agree with Teresa's trainer in this moment because I thought, why would she have to say something? Or uh, Melissa's not in the wedding. So I think she was just thanking the people that were in the wedding. I don't know. But Teresa's trainer, I would like to mic her up more because she says, I'm not like that because I'm a Sag. And they were all like, what? And (laughs) she's like, I'm a Sagittarius. I'm a Sagittarius. And then um, when they were doing that henna thing, it was funny too. Jennifer Aiden was just like holding up these lit candles in the air. And she's like, get married, bitch. (laughs) It was like really out of place, I thought, but because it was on Jersey, it felt in place. Does that make sense? Like if I were to go to a bridal party on bridal shower in the Real Houses of Beverly Hills or Orange County, and you were to just see one of the housewives holding a bunch of candles in the air and being like, get married, bitch, I think it would feel like odd. But for some reason in Jersey, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, next week on the show, we get to meet Fezzler's mom, who's got an identical twin. 
Very excited about that. And then more about Danielle's brother, Teresa and Louie. Louie says that Joey's a rat in the street. They're all saying this rat word. You know how I feel about rats. Rachel the rat. We got Joey the rat in the street. Something about snake pit. Isn't that terrible? Isn't that terrible? Isn't that terrible? Anyway, that's the show. I love you all so much for listening. Lots to discuss. We'll be back next week with our housewives. Uh, and I think Atlanta's starting soon, isn't it? Is that Atlanta this week? Is it this week or next? I think it's this week. Anyway, what a week. I love you all so much for listening. Let's take a deep breath in. Let's do our cheesy little cool down. Take a deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Let's take one more deep breath in. Hold it. Breathe out. Now, this week, I want you to think about something you're grateful for. Think about something a good friend has done for you, and just consider it. Think about it. Reach out to your good friend and thank them for it. Because oftentimes, we maybe forget. We get wrapped up in our own lives, and we might forget to thank a friend for something nice they did for us. So try to remember me saying that. And uh, yeah, take care of each other, and I love you all so much for listening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.